Welcome to Keeping Score. I'm Rick Haro. Each week we bring you insights from the playmakers, dealmakers, and rule makers in the world of sports. I'll give you my take on some of the items of the week using my 30 years of experience doing deals for teams, leagues, and players in the $750 billion business of sports. Plus, we'll talk with a central figure in the sports world. The views expressed in this podcast are my own and do not represent the views of Reuters. Let's get started. Major League Baseball All-Star Game in the books. Bryce Harper, 214 batting average, but wins the home run derby in the books. Washington goes nuts with a $60 million economic impact in the books. But now we assess what's right and what's wrong with Major League, Minor League Baseball, how we get the fans in and keep the fans we've got. The digital editor for Reuters Worldwide, Dan Calaruso, how are you? I'm doing great, Rick. I'm uh, looking forward to NFL training camp. That's how much my that's how my baseball fortunes have been this year. So, uh, you know, things are about on track as as per usual for the life. Yeah, of the as New York per usual. Mets ironic, you know. Yeah. Let us replay the April sixth uh, edition of Keeping Score when the Mets were on their way to Game Eight of ten in a row. Yeah. and you know, we will uh, we will see what the changing winds of Dan Colarusso <laughs> as a Mets fan are, but. You know, that, that's another issue. What's right, what's wrong, baseball economics certainly look good. Average franchise value about a billion seven. It's up 7%. All the metrics seem to be high, including in Washington, where they just had, by all accounts, a very successful mega event. Where are you on the whole issue of where baseball is? Well, I, I think, you know, baseball is at a fairly good spot. You know, they don't have the, the social issues that are hanging over the NFL. They, um, they do have a long season, and the games do run long. And that's an issue with a fan base. That's an issue with growing a fan base. As, you know, uh, critics of the ESPN Major League Baseball deal will tell you that great games are put on on Sunday night at 8 o'clock, and young people, students, kids, can't stay up and watch their favorite teams uh, because they have school the next day. So practicalities, there are some issues with baseball. But overall, like you said, franchise value doing well. Anybody who owns a franchise has a content creation machine, both live, on-demand, affiliated news, affiliated social. So right now, um, I think it looks, baseball looks fairly good. I do worry, however, about, you know, the the trade deadline stuff that hangs over the All-Star game, especially in the past few years. You know, Manny Machado was the story I was following through the All-Star game. I didn't even, quite frankly, I couldn't have told you who rounded out the teams uh, in, in a lot of ways. So, my issue is that, you know, the financial engineering is taking teams out of contention earlier, uh, giving fans less to look forward to and teams that aren't competing. So how do you keep people interested? How do you keep the game vital when your team is 10 games out at the All-Star break? And that's an exactly important point that uh, we did a little bit of research on last weekend. I, I went to both Oriole games Friday, Saturday night, Friday night. Uh, Texas Rangers, they had 20-some-odd thousand people in because I gave away hats and shirts. But I decided to go sneak into the merchandise area and buy 25 Manny Machado number 13 Baltimore Oriole pins. And darn if I don't think it's a collection item now. So <laughs> when I see you, you'll get your pin. Oh, I'll be and eagerly waiting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and look, you could do it with Machado. You you, may, you know, who knows who's left with a trade deadline. And, and one of the problems with it is it's not just a couple of teams. Five or six teams are on pace to win 100 games this year. We know that. But five or six teams are on pace to lose 100. And the Marlins, by the way, 8,000 fan average uh, this year, which right. is unbelievable, right. a 52% drop from last year. You can pick teams that aren't great, but 
It used to be they would all get closer to the median, and now right. the and outliers are really bringing everybody down. And they wouldn't, they wouldn't be dumping their best players so early in the season. Look, the idea that I'd come to a game to see Machado hit or I'd bring my daughter to a game to see DeGrom pitch, um, that kind of thing is compelling as the summer goes on, even if the team is 10 games out. Like, I want to go see Giancarlo Stanton if I, was, if I were a Marlin fan. Um, you don't have that. Because teams are looking at this this equation, and sure, uh, on a long-term permanent basis, you say, well, it's the prudent move because you have to rebuild, and the, you know the fans will come back when you win a championship. But you are losing. You know, the one thing that in sports that is kind of finite is time. <laughs> so, yeah. so no, you are you are it, stuck there while you're de- developing an abundance, and you're paying for an abundance of then content that's, that has a decreasing value. It's like taking a car off the showroom floor. Once you trade your Machado, what incentive do I have to come to see a game? Right. But when you think about it, it requires great patience with the fans. Now, the Orioles spin would be, they have five prospects, and the Dodgers are only renting Machado for a few months. Now, everybody Right, but I want to see Manny Machado. Had... You told me 10 years ago that Manny Machado was the future, right? We made a deal, yeah. right, between the franchise and the, the loyal fan base. So, listen, we don't need to belabor it, but that is, you asked me what my worries were about baseball. You obviously know better because pragmatically and fundamentally, the Orioles did what they had to do as a business. Uh, you know, fans have a different relationship sometimes. Well, I, I agree with that, but, but the, you know, we, we shouldn't belabor it except to say there have to be some other ways for teams to market themselves as a brand beyond the superstar who grows up in the organization and then gets traded for five young players who will also grow up in the organization, which leads us to probably the big topic of the day, the integration of content and visual and video and high tech. Uh, we have somebody that we were at uh, got, got the ability to spend some time with at the minor league baseball uh, corporate summit, which was quite remarkable that they have major sponsors talking about the future of their game. And, you know, minor league baseball is 160 uh, teams who who uh, don't focus on superstars. If they did, they're up and out. Anybody who's good with a minor league team is going to lose that team, uh, lo- you know, get promoted to the majors. Yet, the bottom line is these are uh, compelling content stories. Uh, Ken Heyman, who the CEO uh, since last year with ISM Connect, it's a brand that has just cut a new deal with minor league baseball to spend 15 million bucks and much more to install a digital network of high-def video display screens with interactive games and experiences on the theory that not just minor league baseball but all sports needs content to be generated internally. They've also got the naming rights of the Phoenix International Raceway. And the same theory is this is a content development company that has relationships with teams and leagues, and it may represent the future of sports and content like we've been talking about for a number of years. So let's listen to what Kent Heyman has to say. At the AAA All-Star Game Sponsor Summit, Minor League Baseball, so visionary in putting this all together, second year in a row, but we're talking general sports as well with a industry leader from ISM Connect who not only has a revolutionary new deal with Minor League Baseball, but is involved in racing all over the place, Phoenix Raceway, because it's the ISM Raceway now, which is now. Phoenix International <laughs> Raceway. Yes, sir. So um, obviously a, a really, really important process. Ken Heyman, good to speak with you. Well, thanks, Ray. Thank you very much for this. So let me ask you this. Um, 
First, let me read from it. Serial entrepreneur by day, lawyer by night, successfully launched and managed many businesses in the tech space. Your son also, first and most important thing, your son plays in the Orioles minor league system? No, he was with the Diamondbacks. He's okay. now in the independent, independent baseball ah, league playing right. for the Winnipeg Gold Ice. So old information, but yeah. still, he's got the bug. He's got the bug. And dad's got the bug to watch him. Yeah. yeah. Do you see him, do you, do you watch him play a lot? So, yeah, you know, it's great being here and being involved with minor league baseball okay. because I, I am a huge fan of minor league baseball to the point where I probably see 80 or 90 games a year between yeah. watching him in person or watching him on a webcast and I've been doing it ever since he's come up through the Diamondbacks organization so for five years now I've been in lots of ballparks uh, they were talking upstairs a little bit about asparagus day at uh, the Stockton ports and I was actually at asparagus day for the Stockton ports so. I was gonna say I'm not sure you want to admit it but yes you do you are uniquely positioned to be proud of that and take advantage of it and what a segue because we talk about social media we're talking about streaming Obviously, high-tech, sports, minor league baseball. So tell us about ISM Connect. Yeah, so um, ISM Connect, really, I see ourselves as a vehicle to unlock a little bit of what's good about minor league baseball in a way that helps people who participate, whether it's the fans themselves, first and foremost, of course, the event uh, owners themselves, and, and sponsors that want to participate in the sport and connect with the fans in a meaningful way. So we try to apply our network, which is a network of, of, of digitally activated smart uh, screens, in a way that allows fans to connect with the game, connect with the, uh, with the game in a way that is uh, a little above and beyond what the way it was done 20 years ago, but more of the same thing. You know, the great thing about minor league baseball is accessibility. Yeah. You know, you can sit four or five rows up and see the players. You can talk with players after the game. They'll sign autographs, they'll flip you a baseball. And how do you unlock that in a way that enhances that fan experience? And you, as quoted from the release, the largest in-venue connected advertising network in sport and entertainment. That's pretty lofty. That's yeah, this is pretty lofty. So uh, by opening day of uh, next year, we'll have uh, uh, at least 40 minor league baseball parks networked with our network of digital, smart digital signage. So in each one of those ballparks, it will, there'll be an opportunity for local and regional sponsors to participate and connect with fans, for fans to connect with players and other content providers. You know, um, I'm digressing, but I talked to one of the owners today and he said, you know, I'm really not a team owner. He said, I own a content company. Yeah. We, we create content and we want to give people the opportunity to live with that content and participate with it. And at ISM Connect, we enable that transaction. So we do it in a way that makes it good for all of the participants in that, in that transaction, the fan, the sponsor, and the event host. So from a minor league baseball perspective, what turns you on most? Is it the 40 million fans a year for the last 13 years? Is it the vision and leadership? Is it the grassroots aspect? Is it the storytelling aspect? Is it all of it's, that? It's all of that. So first of all, minor league baseball is um, a great opportunity for us to deploy our network because it, tra it attracts some 40 million plus fans a year and growing. But it's done in increments of four, five, and 6,000 at a time. So it doesn't really attract a national television audience. Right. So what we can do is we can network 40, 50, 60 ballparks in a way that a national brand can connect with those fans uh, just as though it were a television network, but in the context of the game. 
So when our network is up, we will be able to enhance the, uh, the entertainment value and enhance the connectivity for sponsors. So we're halfway home as far as the sponsorship of your big assets. Tell us about ISM Raceway, the renovation of the old Phoenix International Raceway, the opening in November. You're proud of that. Yeah, so our, uh, our original network was NASCAR, yeah. and so we're obviously very excited about our participation in ISM Raceway. ISM Raceway will be an example of a connected venue where a fan can go and connect with all of the things that make that experience special. We're opening up, as you know, in November, and uh, we think ISM Raceway will be an example of what can be done in an event to make that experience a little better for the fan. The sport is great, fans enjoy it now, but if they can enjoy it a little more, then we'll have done our job. What, besides being a sports fan and a big baseball fan, obviously a racing fan, what made you pursue the link so successfully between vertically integrated connectivity but using the sports industry to help sell it and make people aware of it. So uh, my partner and I, Maury Gallagher, uh, were uh, involved in a predecessor company and we did a very similar thing at retail. So we, we design a lot of the uh, retail experiences if you use devices in Verizon or AT&T wireless stores. And it's, it's, a, it's a phenomenal opportunity for, for us to deploy our platform, but we were looking for something that got us out of the retail store and into, into, the, into the public eye more so. So we did an acquisition about a year ago of a company that had just secured the digital rights mm -hmm. agreement for NASCAR. That's how we got into the business. Uh, we were very impressed with their uh, scrappiness, their ability to get in there. And you know, NASCAR is unique. They don't have 70 games yeah. in a ballpark. They've got one or two races. So we have mobile assets that we transport from venue to venue. And it's tricky. We learned how to do it. We do it very well. But now that we have the opportunity to take those learnings into permanent assets at these ballparks, some of which do more than baseball, some of which also might have soccer games in the offseason or host uh, concerts or other functions, and we'll be able to deploy our network in a way that enhances that experience for all those events. You, It's the advantage for you because you basically have control over the spending of the assets, you have the ability to deploy the direction of your company, you're also a sports marketing guy, how much of these decisions is based on ROI, metrics, analytics, and how much is based on intuition and gut? Well, it's, you know, where we deploy our network is based on probably some combination of all of those things. Mm -hmm. So as far as uh, our deployments in minor league baseball, we, we certainly want you know, uh, a tech interested and entrepreneurial owners because we're going to need their, their cooperation. We certainly want markets that are desirable to our cornerstone sponsors. Uh, and we certainly want places that we can easily get to and, and, and do what we have to do from a physical standpoint. Uh, obviously, there are some cold weather places we'd like to construct, but we're not going to construct them in January, so we have to uh, measure our, uh, uh, the timing of where we deploy. But we want the places where we're going to be able to do the most good for the sport. So basically, and I know this is oversimplifying it, but you're developing a national media network from the facility out. Yes, exactly. Yeah, we're building the network. Um, and with the cooperation of the, uh, uh, you know, really a coalition of, of teams, brands, and event hosts, we're going to be able to deploy that network in a way that elevates the experience for everybody that attends. Where do you think the business is going broadly defined in the next 10 years? And I'm talking about the business of sports and sports media. Hard question to answer. But. Uh, particularly hard since I've only been in it for one year. Yeah. But pro projecting for 10 years, look, um, it's a... But people love sports. People love the experience around sports. But as you watch what people do at athletic events right now, what do they have in their hand? 
it's a phone, right? They've all got it, they're all looking at it, and they want to use that to be able to interact in a meaningful way with what's going on on the field. So, so capitalizing upon that interaction in a way that allows the fan to enjoy the game while they're at it and takes some of that enjoyment away from the game with them when they leave the ballpark. That's really where we'll see sports going. Media mogul, basketball coach, baseball coach, minor league aficionado, um, agent slash father to a rising baseball player, a founder of an incredible company. Ken Hyman, thank you very much. Thanks, really. Interesting perspective on uh, what these video screens, and there are video screens, mean around each stadium, but also what the venue brings to the table if you're also generating content. What do you take away from this whole thing, Dan? Look, you have made me, you've converted me on a bunch of things, esports, um, golf, the economics of golf, that was a hard why one. I should learn to play tennis, um, FIFA. But this is the big one you've won me on, minor league sports. If I were a rich young man, young woman, young person, I would go buy a minor league franchise. I, I think it is, it has, it's a value stock in a market that's overvalued at the major league level. Um, and I think that when you look at the ability to aggregate or develop content low cost, um, minor league sports is the way to do it. Could I give you a personal anecdote? Are you tired of those? No, I love your personal anecdotes okay. because, you know, notwithstanding how you dress and how you act, you do reach the common man. It, it was um, July 8th was Italian-American Heritage Day at the Brooklyn Cyclones Field, uh, MCU Park out in uh, Coney Island. And it was also run around the bases day. And I yep. have, as everyone knows, I have a six-year-old daughter. Um, but to run around the bases, she has had to sit through nine innings of her minor league baseball game. Now, Noah Syndergaard was pitching a rehab assignment. So that made the first five innings go fairly quickly. <laughs> um, but she stayed interested in the game because of the different things they did between innings. You know, and I would imagine if she were three years older and they had interactive boards up, she'd be engaging with those because she was looking at the scoreboard and she was looking at the various things around the stadium and she's just learned to read, so she's reading things. And so that kind of thing. And even, you know, the interview, he mentioned Asparagus Day. Was there an Asparagus Day in a minor league stadium? Yes, and it's a, yeah. by the so, way, it's best practices, so you're going to see more Asparagus Day all over minor league baseball. Right, but, but to me, that's, that's brilliant in a sense because, again, you're not going to, you're going to opt for the minor leagues when you're looking at value as a, as a spectator. Okay, I got to go to spend a whole Sunday in Coney Island for $10, $15 a ticket, whatever it was. Um, I couldn't have done that at City Field. And so I'm getting so, so two so, takeaways from all of this, yeah. which are really important. Number one is they now have the ability. Pat O'Connor is the president of minor league baseball to aggregate the assets for all 160 teams as it relates to the brand and the logo development and the best practices for fun days. They're all about the fans, so they claim. And then they have the ability to develop these relationships, like with ISM Connect and some other companies. You see it at that seminar that I was, again, incredibly impressed with in Columbus, Ohio last week, all about how to develop the brand and how to experiment. In this context, just like he's doing with the Phoenix Raceway, ISM Connect Raceway, is taking the content, creating more content, putting it on the screens, sending it around to everybody, and seeing how it works. So right. the bottom line of all of this is baseball looks to the future at all levels, not just major and minor league baseball as well. Yeah, it's a great leverage play on the content that, that, that can be aggregated across leagues. Like if you were to do like 
anything like a, a quiz or a movie trivia thing that you can throw up in the, you know, in the sixth inning. You know, that's something that keeps people hooked in when, you know, that, that whole when, when a game, when baseball, as it inevitably does, slows to a crawl. Um, and it's, it, it keeps the fans interested. You know, you and I talk a lot about interactive as the new live. Well, this is interactive bolted onto live, and it's actually in real life, so somebody's there. Um, I, think it's a, I think it makes a lot of sense. Um, I thought it was a great opportunity uh, that he talked about, and he talked about a lot of really interesting concepts that are right now being talked about at retail levels, in media, <laughs> you know, in every different industry that engages with a consumer base or a broad consumer base, you're looking at this kind of leverage content interaction. Um, and that really does help a lot. Dan Calaruso, I am continuing to be proud and honored that I convert you to yet other aspects of the sports business on a regular basis, minor league baseball being one. See everybody soon. Rick Harrell. Thanks for listening to this edition of Keeping Score. Our producer, Alex Cohen. Associate producer, Freddie Joyner. Assistance provided by Carlos Waddick, Tanner Simpkins, Jesse Leeds, and Jamie Swimmer. And the executive editor of Reuters Digital, Dan Calaruso. I'm Ricardo. Thanks again for listening. See you next time on Keeping Score.